0: Welcome to C3 Church Tabor. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Cause we follow You all of my days. No back, I've left behind my former ways. If you take the seat. God bless you. Uh, Welcome to the podcast listeners, worship team, thank you so much, Jilly and the team and Susie Quattro on bass, thank you so much and uh, these young, young worship leaders, just fantastic, kids, love the kids, love this house, raising up the children, God is so good. Just to preface, the the preach is about breakthrough, but, you know, it's about shift. There's a shift. And just to say, I, I really do, do feel for the, um, the, the, the tragedy in the Ukraine, the, the plane, and, uh, you know, our heart beats for that, and we sympathize with that. I think that happens, of course, it happens in the house of God. The Bible says the house of God is a house of prayer. So right now I'm really feeling for that. I know you probably too are ordinary citizens, just average, you know, like you and I traveling uh, and uh, such things would happen. I, I do believe it, going to ha- a shift is going to come from that, uh, a shift in some way, and I don't want to go into that. But ordinarily when, you know, like in the Bible, early in the peace, when the church was first birthed, when there was persecution, the church flourished. And uh, and then the Bible says uh, first the natural, then the spiritual. In Corinthians, it says first the spirit, uh, first the natural, uh, th- meaning things that that would happen in the natural would trigger off things in the spirit. Amen. Yeah. And and so uh, just be aware that we're living in we're living in great days, uh, days of God loosing His influence. Uh, especially through you and I, the church. And so don't be think you're going to be sitting on your laurels uh, for the remainder of your Christian life. Uh, it's all hands on deck, and he, there's giftedness in you, probably not even realized yet. And um, isn't it wonderful when you see awesome women like this come into the church, and he's, you know, been a year, two years, I don't know how long, but already that giftedness is just flowing out because of the anointing. You know where the anointing is; it brings out the giftedness. And I, I think there's a lot of church that's too comfortable, and people sitting too comfortably in church. Amen. And, and just getting, you know, they're getting, you know, it's awesome and it's great. They're in the house. Top points for that. But it's not all about that. It's all about mobilizing the church, mobilizing you to witness, to pray for your family, and to be the father that you need to be, to be the breadwinner that you need to be to be that man or woman of God that can go out through the community, lay hands on people, bless people, be a witness, be shining for Jesus, amen. And, um, and, and you know, it's great we're saved. It's awesome. I just took health insurance. It's awesome. And I'm happy with that. But um, at the same time, I'm not just going to stop there. Uh, I'm going to be proactive in keeping my health I'm going to be proactive in living my life to the full. Uh, and I'm not just waiting for me to get sick. I'm not waiting for me to end up in hospital, you know, because I've got insurance. And I'm not waiting to go to heaven. That's what I'm trying to say, amen. I'm not waiting and going, oh, you know, no, we're, we're born again. We're spirit filled. We're highly mobilized. We're highly, we're, the possibilities are endless of what we can do for the kingdom. And if you only knew that, and I, that's my heart, is to encourage you to realize how awesome you are, and that yes, you need a breakthrough to realize that, amen. You need a breakthrough to realize even some people think they're too old and they make too many mistakes, and uh, you know, but you haven't because God's redemption is powerful and He can turn you around on a dime, face you true north, and walk out your greatest days, even if you're. 108, as that man said on the central coast. They asked him, what's your secret of longevity? He says, getting up in the morning. And uh, I love that. But uh, these are great days, and don't underestimate what God is up to, amen? Don't underestimate what God is up to through the church. Cam Harvey's nodding. He's saying, yes, I can concur with you, Pastor Phil. This message is about, again, I want to preface again, with some teaching about what breakthrough means. Is that cool? And then I'll tell some stories about breakthrough. Is that all right? And then, so, this message is called Further and Faster. Let's give it up to the Lord again. I'm sort of (laughs) prophesying to myself. I'm prophesying to you. And we talked about a shift. And we talked about breakthrough last week and have been doing that for a couple of weeks now. And uh, it's been awesome. We've been saying things like... um, there's a shift. Maybe there's a shift that you're not entitled to, didn't qualify. Maybe God can move you up from the back of the line to the front. Maybe you don't have the talent, the size, the personality, size in terms of um, David. He looks at the Goliath and, um, and he says, oh my God, why aren't you big guys, you handsome big soldiers looking down why aren't you bigger guys going down to do something about it? And, and God actually apprehends young David. He's a young boy, young ruddy, 17-year-old maybe. And uh, so it's not about size. It's not about seniority. These guys were all trained. Actually, David wasn't trained for a big fight like this. Uh, maybe he fought a lion and bear, yeah. But, and uh, maybe he was trained. <laughs> I've seen those bears in, in zoos, man. They're formidable. They're awesome. That's one creature I would be wary of and scared of in the, in the, in the wild. Uh, you know, lions, tigers, bears, bears yeah, they're, they're, they're... God says, I know all that. I know your short fallings, but I'm about to cross my hands and bless you in such a way that everyone will know that it's me. And We talked about Jacob last week. Jacob, uh, Joseph brought his two sons, uh, Jacob's grandsons, and he's old. He's nearly, he's nearly died, and and uh, he's blind. He's nearly, he is blind, in fact. And so Joseph presents his two sons, the eldest Manasseh, and I think the younger one was Ephraim, and ordinarily the right hand. Of the elder statesman, if that was placed on the young boy, that was that was meant blessing, and and somehow the boys were placed in their right order. Manasseh, uh, what is it? Manasseh, Ephraim, placed in their right order. But Jacob, old as he was and blind as he was, he crossed his arms and blessed them in the opposite fashion. He. he He blessed them. And and Joseph said, no, you got it wrong, Dad. You got it wrong. He says, no, I have done this on purpose. And I think that's a little bit about, like, God's heart too. That sometimes we see people getting blessed and go, no, that ain't right. No, I'm the guy that should be getting blessed. You know, it's me. I've been at church all the time. I've paid my tithes. I've, I've been praying all the time. No, I need the breakthrough. It's me. And I thought this scripture was pertinent in Matthew 20, verse 15, and it talks about, it's a parable that Jesus is talking uh, about to, to portray some of this, and you know, the boss, he goes out and hires these guys that he needs for the day, and they're going to be paid one den- denaria. and uh, he hires this one at nine o'clock in the morning, and, and then he says, no, I need more, so he hires more at 12 o'clock midday, and then he, and, and then he needs more at three o'clock, and and then, then he finds more that he can hire, and, and he says, no, I'm going to pay. Uh, I, I need more, so I'm going to hire this guy at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. So pay time comes, and, um, and of course, he calls in the last one that was hired, the one that was hired at 5 o'clock, he says, here's your denaria." and the guys who'd been working all day go, hang on, that ain't right, that ain't right, no, no you can't pay them the same as us. And so Jesus wraps up this parable by saying this, Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. You heard of that saying? The last will be first and the first will be last. Some people doing life, you know, and they think they're not that great and their status in life is not that great. And they're looking around at these big shots. But you know what? The Bible says the last will be first, the first will be last. Maybe it's the bu- I love that video on, on, on Facebook. I saw they, they set this guy up, but they were doing a, a, a social experiment, I guess. They, um, they went up to this bum in the street. He had his cart there full of all his life's belongings. And they, they gave him a pizza. And They said, here, have a pizza. Oh, that'd be great. Thank you. So they went away. And then they—the next shot was the next scene was this young man coming up to the bum and saying, "Notice she got a pizza there, yeah?" He says, "Can I have a can I have some?" He said, "Yeah, go for it." So he opens the box up, starts eating the pizza. But they—I think previous to that, they'd gone up to a rich man or, or someone well off, of course, in in a restaurant and asked them if they would if they could have something no way he said, get, get out of here What do you think you are the well-off guy wouldn't share he was unresponsive the bum says yeah man i'm, I'm blessed yeah if you want some pizza have some he was just so free free about it the guy said thank you very much he said bum said yeah sure whatever take the whole thing When you're on a God, I said, when, you, when you're good to people, kind, compassionate, and merciful, the blessing will come. The blessings will come looking for you, I said last week. Like the quail, I talked about the quail, you know, God's people asking that they were tired of the, the bread and they were asking for meat and said, God said, I'll send them meat. Here it comes. God shifted the wind and the quail came in from the ocean and it dropped as far as they could see about a meter high. They couldn't move without quail. God will get it to you guys. Something's gonna shift, something's gonna happen, someone's gonna come across your path that will, will set you up for a breakthrough, a change. I don't, you know, it can happen. And as Zachariah says it this way, Zachariah 4, 6. So he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, not by power, not by talent, not by how much money you got, not by the people you know. But by my spirit, says the Lord. That spirit, that word means the breath of God. The breath of the Holy Spirit. When God breathes into your situation, God turns things around. It's awesome, amen? So it's not by natural means. Not by power, not by might, but by the spirit. So holy, and we talked about David being asked, don't move, David, in your battle until you see the movement in the balsam trees just hang tight I know you're good at fighting I know you can do this in your own strength but God says I want you to wait till I go before you and we talked about that scripture in Micah the breaker anointing that goes before you amen the breaker anointing always send Jesus in before before you do anything before you got to challenge someone on something before you take your lay by back or send Jesus in before you take your cold chips back to McDonald's, which we repeatedly do. We just take them back. If they're cold, we can't, I just can't eat cold McDonald's chips. I just, so we take them back. But anything you do in life, send Jesus in before having babies, send Jesus in. Signing off on a mortgage, send Jesus in. You're going for a doctor's report, send Jesus in. Amen? Amen? The breaker anointing. Micah, where was that scripture, guys? He's a test. Chapter 5, I think it was, wasn't it? It will happen because God breathes in our direction. God shifts the winds and blows healing and promotion and restoration our way. That's, of course, if you stay faithful and keep honoring God, then suddenly something can happen. Last week I announced... We're declaring a flash flood, a flash flood of the blessings of God. One, and it comes from this, and I've got to preface this because a lot of people haven't heard the message. 1 Chronicles forty nine says, Now the Philistines had come and raided the valley of Raphaim, which means that word Raphaim means the valley of giants. And then 10, verse 10 says, So David inquired of God. It's always good to pray. Shall I go and attack the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hands? He's asking the question. The Lord answered him. Go, and I will deliver them into your hands. So David and his men went up to Baal, Parazam. David's actually renamed this valley because already God's broken through for him and God's proved himself as a breakthrough God. Baal, meaning God, and parazam meaning breakthrough, amen? And he likens it like this. He likens this how God broke through on that battle. He says, it's as waters break out. In verse 11, it's as waters break out, God has broken out against my enemies by my hand. So that place was called Baal, parazam. Baal meaning God, parazam meaning God of the breakthrough. So he likened it like floodwaters breaking through into a situation. Floodwaters breaking through into this whole situation in Ukraine, I hope. Exodus thirty four ten. Then the Lord said, I am making a covenant with you before all your people, and I will do wonders never before done in, in any nation in all the world. Guys, get ready. We're going to see wonders. We're going to see signs and wonders. We're, being, we're living in the day. I'm sorry if you believe that just your TV set is the most excitable thing that you could ever sit before and see and uh, but i'm going i'm going to tell you straight you 're going to see things that are going to stagger you. The Bible says hearts would f- are going to fail at, at what will happen on the planet meaning you're going to have to have faith. I want to speak faith into you this morning. I want to speak victory into you I, I, I'm, I'm still seeing a lot of people not having faith for their life, not having faith for the, for the circumstance in their life and faith is one of the basic Requirements for living this Christian life. Yes, you can have salvation, but you've got to walk out your life with dynamic faith, not doctrinal faith. Doctrinal faith is you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and that you are bound for heaven. That is right, that you are saved. Yes, you can worship Him, but dynamic faith is you walk out every step of the way, circumspect to God. That you walk out your days knowing that God is around you, he's for you, he's with you, and yes, the enemy's out there doing his darndest too. That's how you live your days. Faith, 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 faith. I'm living by faith. I'm having my breakfast by, f- I'm waking up with faith. I'm doing life in faith. I'm, I'm married in faith. Why do a lot of managers collapse? Because faith has been sucked out of the relationship. I have no faith in this person anymore. I have no faith that this can work. But if they believed in God and his covenant for them, they would, man, they would live in a prospering, powerful way. You take faith out of the equation and it's not a good day. You take faith out of the church and we're just singing kumbaya until Jesus comes back. So I talked about a flood, amen. Not a trickle, not just a stream, not just a river, But like a tidal wave, like a tsunami, amen? Awesome doesn't mean trickle. It means awesome, amen? So we've got to raise our expectations. God is for us. We've got to shake off all the doubt, I said. Negativity, disappointment, self-pity, little dreams, little goals, little God. Forgive me, Lord. Let's say that right now. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me for reducing you into just a basic requirement for salvation. Lord, help me to see what you have for me and my family and our nation in these great days. Amen. Isaiah said, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of God will raise up a barrier. Isaiah 59 verse 19 says, from the west people will fear the name of the Lord, and from the rising of the sun they will revere his glory. For he will come like a pent-up flood that the breath of the Lord drives along. I must say, in the 80s, we used to say this scripture wrong. We used to say, um, when the enemy comes in like a flood, God lifts up a standard against him. No, there's a comma. When the enemy comes in, comma. When the enemy comes in, comma, God lifts up a standard, like a flood, like a flood. He lifts up a standard. Amen? And that's what's going to happen on this planet. God's going to lift up a standard. it's awesome. We're waiting for it. It can happen. God of the breakthrough, I said. Talked about breakthrough in many ways, but man, I'm just seeing so many people that need breakthrough in all sorts of ways, and their health, their life, their calling, and we've seen breakthroughs in this church. We've seen, man, I know Baal Parazam moments when God has broken through. Like Gail said, we went from the tent when, you know, economically, it was impossible but somehow we went from the tent into this building through the GFC, God is a God of the breakthrough, amen? God is the God of breakthrough. And we need to look back on our life and see those moments of Baal Parazam when God broke through into our life, amen? We need to look back, because they're landmarks. We need to be able to say to our children, that's when we got out of the tent. That's when we got into the building. That's when God did a great thing for us. That's when God healed. Meg, that's when God blessed us. We need to have those moments of breakthrough, amen? If this goes deep into you, it will take root in you. Trust me, Baal Parazams, moments of God breaking through into your life. Isaiah said it like this, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to announce a day when the free favor of God profusely abounds. Notice that word abounds, profusely, meaning overwhelming, out of the norm, exceeding, not just a trickle, not just a barely get by attitude, not just, this problem's too big, not, this is impossible to get through, but this is our God who can flood into your situation and break you through to a place of overflow. Amen? Jesus said, according to your faith, it will be done unto you. Paul prayed to the Ephesians, Ephesians 1, In the NLT, New Living Translation, he says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the wonderful future he has promised to those he called. I want you to realize what a rich and glorious inheritance that you have, that you have given to your people. So let's pray right now. Lord God, we pray for the eyes of our understanding to be flooded with light, that we would know how much you love us that we would know how much you are for us. That what an amazing future you have installed for us. Lord, our prayer is that faith would arise in our hearts in C3 Tugra. That, Lord, we'd have a new level of expectancy. And that we would see the goodness of the Lord flood into this church. And in the saints say, Come on, guys. I want this church to be excitable. I want us to have expectancy. I want us to have faith. I want us to live on the cusp Of believing God out of this bad news is gonna bring a flood. He's gonna lift up a standard. He's gonna lift up a standard, a flood of blessing, back to this planet in Jesus' name. When the enemy comes in, like a flood, God lifts up a standard. And that's that is on the cards. That is on the cards, trust me. For your life, for the nations of the earth. So a couple of stories. I talked about this message being called further and faster going further and faster than what normal means normal normal circumstance could get you through. So I mentioned last week about Joel Austin's Church Lakewood 2003 they signed a 60 year lease city of Houston for this huge sporting facility, huge it was. You might have seen it on TV. And Joel's heart was, we wanted to purchase it. They wanted to purchase it, but they wanted to purchase it in their lifetime. They've just signed a 60-year lease. Seven years into that lease, Houston was running low on funds, apparently. They decided to sell off some of the assets, including the facility Lakewood Church were in. This building, by the way, would cost about $400 million to build, $400 million to build. Uh, the city did an appraisal. They're thinking, oh, it's going to come back probably hundred million, maybe fifty would be, you know. But it came back. They came. The city of Houston came back to them and said, seven point five million. You can have this facility. Seven point five. You can have. So they were able to buy that incredible, amazing, beautiful facility. No lease. Here's the point. What should have taken sixty years, God did in seven years. What should have taken sixty years. Guys, we're living in days when God is accelerating things. He's accelerating things. What would take you a lifetime can happen in a fraction of time. What would take a lifetime to accomplish in your business, in your personal life, in your family, can happen in a moment. It's like a car, man. You got it in second gear, but then you change into third. You're not using any more revs, but you're going further. You change it into fourth, you're still in the same revs, but you're going further and faster, but you put it into overdrive and you're flying down the highway, amen, but you're still using the same energy, the same effort, and you're going further and faster. Say further and faster. God is taking us further and faster. God is accelerating those things in our life because these are the times in which we live. That problem that you're dealing with that stuff that you're dealing with, He's going to fix it. He's going to do it quicker than what you imagine. God's breaking into us, I believe, with opportunities. We're going to see it in this church. Healing, restoration, favor, it's not business as usual, guys. It's business as unusual. It's not business as usual. It's business as, that's unusual. So my own story, I won't elaborate too much, but I was invited to Bible College uh, in 1990, I was halfway through a 10-year plan to pay off our house. They asked me to go to Bible College in 1990, CLC Coast Life, that's where Julie and I did a lot of time. And I said to the guys there, some of the leaders, I said, I can't do it, I'm locked in, man, I've got to do 10 years, it was a very good superannuation plan, I had five years to go, that was my my, um, plan. And, uh, but God had other, <laughs> other ideas. So, a two year wrestle, Jacob. I came away limping uh, back to the boss of where I was working. I said, I've got to leave. What do you mean you've got to leave? I said, I've got to go to Bible college. He said, oh, just wait because next week we actually want people to be retrenched. And you're one of the candidates to be retrenched because you've been here the longest. And so, I actually ended up leaving that workplace with all the money I would have got if I'd waited 10 years. I'd got it in five years. I'd left with all the money. All the money I needed to near pay the house off, but I did it in five years, not 10 years. That's further and faster. Say further and faster. I love this stuff. What happened? God accelerated. He accelerated the things that I was doing. You may think 30 years to get out of debt, to pay your house off. You've run the numbers. You calculated, you'll be 107 maybe before you'll be free of debt. You'll be free in heaven, amen? You'll be free of debt in heaven. But you don't know what God is up to. One person coming across your path, one good contract, one inheritance, you'll be totally debt free, amen? And you'll be into overflow. Guys, I think we need to get ready. God's going to break through into our world. God is saying, it's going to happen sooner than you think. I'm shifting things in your favor. You're going to come into a time of acceleration. What should have taken you a lifetime to accomplish, He's going to do in a split second of time. Don't doubt it. Don't be a doubter. Be a believer. You mightn't see a way, but God has a way. You should say, God, I'm in agreement with you. I believe you're shifting things in my favor. Say that. God, I believe you are shifting things in my favor. Say this. Further and faster, I will accomplish my dreams. Further and faster, you will deal with my problems further and faster, you will prosper me. God opens the doors that no man can shut. He will connect you to the right people. His favor will thrust you down that road. Amen? Another story. Back in 1949, a young minister named Billy Graham, you know him, traveling around the country, holding meetings in large auditoriums. Still, no one really knew him. One night in a big tent crusade in Los Angeles, a gentleman by the name of William Randolph Hearst showed up to hear Billy Graham. Mr. Uh, Hearst owned newspapers all over the country. He was so touched by the meeting that he said to all his publishers and all, to all the paper groups that he owned, he says, I want you to give a favorable report of this man called Billy Graham. Next week, the whole country was talking about him. The rest is history, amen. Just one man, one divine shift And it took him further and faster. That one man showed him favor and it opened doors that no man could shut and his ministry went to a new level, a divine connection. Say this, Lord, send me a divine connection to allow me to go further and faster. What about this story? The scripture tells us about the first miracle Jesus ever performed. He turned water into wine. Of course he did. He attended a wedding. A big wedding, he went to a big reception right in the middle of it. They'd run out of wine. Jesus' mother Mary came up and told him about the problem. Jesus, what are you telling me? They've run out of wine. I can't do anything about that. It's not my time. But Mary says to the workers, do whatever he says. Do whatever he says. There were six stone um, pots over to the side. They held 30 gallons each of water. Jesus said, go fill all those pots up with water. They came back. He says, just tip a little bit out and go show the host of the party how good the water is. The water wasn't water. It was wine, amen. The host said, this is awesome. They only serve the good wine at the start because you don't need good wine at the end of the wedding. This is what I want to tell you. The wine was fine wine. Good wine, apparently they tell me, takes three to five years to make. That's just average wine. Five to seven for better wine. But for really good wine, fine wine, it needs to be put on a shelf for up to 20 years. Amen? 20 years. It takes 20 to 30 years, in fact, for very exceptional wine. Jesus didn't serve up any old wine, average wine, goony wine, whatever they call it. What do they call that stuff? (laughs) flagging wine, this wasn't flagging oh yuck the Jesus uh, uh, this was, oh my God, this is awesome, where did this wine come from, where did this miracle come from Him, Jesus He's a God that can provide the best in a moment of time a fraction of time guys we think chronologically, you get your calculator out God's got a different calculator out. He's got it. He, you try and do your, your budget, and you go, oh, my God. You do it in the spirit of God, but you do it with faith, and you'll see what God can do with your budget. Amen? Come on. And that's my theology about this message, by the way, that miracle. Whew, I love this story. I've got to quote it. story of Jerry and uh, Jana. Leckie, this is for uh, Jamie and Garth, missionaries in Botswana, Africa. They lived in this rural area where the antelope and deer roam. They take care of orphans, feed the poor, teach people, and do amazing work. God's favor has been in their life. Of course it has, but the big dream was to build a major youth center. 70% of the population of Botswana is under the age of 25. The youth center would be just a, a valuable place, an invaluable place to, to do youth. It would cost $5 million to build this place. The average income was $1,000 a year, One day, a German businessman was visiting Botswana with his wife, and they fell in love with the country. Decided they wanted to help. They Googled the phrase Botswana orphanages. And the lackeys' organization came up. It's called Love Botswana Outreach. Love Botswana Outreach. The German businessman sent a donation of 20 grand. He said, I want to do more. He sent another check of 300 grand. The lackeys were so thrilled. Then their benefactor said, I want to come see you. So the man comes out, and he finds this place, the stay-exclusive safari resort, 15 minutes down the road. And uh, Jerry, the guy, he goes up to pick him up. The owner of this resort comes out and said, Jerry, we're actually selling the place. He said, I'm not a businessman. I'm a missionary. I've got no sort of money like that. The businessman, the German businessman says, what did the guy say? He says, oh, he wants to sell it. He says, chase it up for me. Find out about all the details. So in the end, the German businessman actually bought that place And gave it to this missionary couple, bought the whole resort and they used it. So he says, No, I want to come out again. So he saw these plans actually that they had drawn up for the youth center. This was their greatest dream. This was a lifelong dream. This youth center, five million dollars worth. And the German guy says, What is this place? He says, Well, that's actually our big dream. That's the full-blown vision that we have for this work of God. He says, What it's gonna cost you? He said, Five million? He says, I can do that now with a check. Fills out the check, gives it to them, and they opened it apparently on April the 4th, 2013. Jerry and Yana dedicated this brand new youth center, totally paid for by this German benefactor. The conclusion, what was it? God taking them further faster. They came into a shift, a breakthrough. God brought one man across their path, a divine connection, Garth. That's what you need, a divine connection. Guys, we need to take the limits of God. We need to believe something like that has happened. Don't tell me you haven't thought about your Scottish uh, uncle, great-great-grandfather, something, leaving you a castle in Scotland and <laughs> knocking on your door. And What? I didn't even know I was Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> I love this story too. I think I've got a little bit of time. Chinese bamboo plants rarely grow, rarely grow at all. Within four years For four years, the roots go down, and you're watering it, you're fertilizing, the sun is on it. For four years, you're just not seeing anything, but for four years, the Chinese bamboo tree is actually its roots are growing everywhere. It's under the ground growing everywhere. You don't see it, it's like this. But in the fifth year, in the fifth year, it sprouts up 80 feet in that fifth year. And I declare a fifth-year harvest to your life. I declare that you people have been sowing and giving and worshiping God and reading your Bibles and serving God and doing all that you can for the Lord and being, being honorable with Him even through the tough times. Through the hard times, you've been visionary builders. You've been given to vision builders. Even when it's tough, even when the economy says it's not good out there, you're still faithfully given to the church your tithes and offerings, amen? You're still praying, no matter if it's freezing. No matter if you're not in a hot bath, bath, Garth, no matter if it's freezing, I shouldn't say that because he gets up Friday morning, does the Friday morning shift, amen, that'd be too much for me. But even if whatever is happening around your life, you're staying faithful, you're sowing, you're not seeing anything, no husband, no wife, what's happening, no job, no health, whatever, Your breakthrough that you need him. But in the fifth year, 80 feet that thing grows up into the air, Chinese bamboo, I wish we had a photo of it. So I'm declaring a breakthrough over your life. The same breakthrough that Jerry and Yana got. Same breakthrough that David got. The same breakthrough that Gideon got. The same breakthrough that we all need. It's the time of favor. It's the time of favor. But it happens like this. My last point. The scripture says in Psalm 81 verse 10, I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of Egypt open wide your mouth and I will fill it. There's a better translation of that by saying open your mouth and I will fulfill it. Open your mouth and I will fulfill it. You need to open your mouth wide for your life and pray and declare and decree and prophesy and say I will get a breakthrough. I will receive a harvest. I will be healed. need to open your mouth, but guys, it says in the last days that He'll pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Old men will dream dreams, young men will see visions and prophesy. You need to prophesy over your life, over your finances, over your job situation, over your health. You need to prophesy over your spiritual condition. I will be saved. I am going to follow the Lord. I am going to build the church. I am going to be in that number when the saints come marching in. Father in heaven, right now, we pray. He says He'll fill your cup, but I think you need more than that. Why don't you get a bucket? let God no, better still get a barrel get a barrel let him fill that and Elijah said to, the, to the, the, the woman of God her, her husband had died and they were, the debt collectors were going to come and take her sons and the man of God says you know what get his what do you got left just some oil just some cooking oil Elijah says go to your neighbors borrow as many pots as you can she scurries around gets all these pots you got that scripture? <laughs> yeah, alright. She scurries around, she gets as many. Don't Elijah says, don't get a few. Get many. Don't just ask for a little bit. Get as many as you can. Go to as many neighbors as you can and get as many pots as you can. And as she began to pour this little bit of oil that she only had left, she poured that one it's not running and it's not it's not it's not it's not running out. and she filled this array of pots but if she had more elisha said elisha said go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars don't ask for just a few not just a cup you need to broaden your horizon you need to get your vision blown you need to believe that you're born in these most exciting days to figure in the most climatic powerful curtain drawer God is about to unleash his plans and purposes God's about to unleash a flood Amen. man you can have your little cup of your life but God wants to not just, not just a, a bucket, not just a barrel but I believe it's like a barn man you need to get yourself a barn, he's going to fill your whole barn up. Father forgive me for my lack of faith Jesus said, I respond to faith. Faith is voice activated. Lord, help me open my mouth that it will be fulfilled for my life. Prayer meetings are the most powerful place where God, where you prove yourself that you have faith to believe that God is and that God will intervene on this planet. Do you honestly believe that your prayers, that your mouth open wide can fulfill the promises of God? Father in heaven, we do. We believe that. Let's stand, God bless you. Father in heaven, right now, there's people in the house of God needing a fresh, fresh touch of God upon their faith, Lord. To believe in the dramatic days in which they live not dramatic in the negative but dramatic in the good in the spirit in the spirit realm god is dramatically unleashing his plans and purposes father in heaven open my eyes flood my eyes of my understanding with your great light as the apostle paul said in ephesians flood the eyes of my heart that i may see the days in which i live that I may see on the horizon of my life included in You doing great things for You. Father in heaven, anoint me, bless me, revive me, fill me. Just say that, Father God, anoint me, bless me, fill me, revive me. Let my faith come alive in You. Let my heart come alive in You.